I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. This week, I'm stomping with content creator, influencer, and author, Grace Victory. Grace is one of the OG YouTubers, launching her channel in 2011, focusing on beauty and fashion. But over the years, she's opened up about more personal issues, such as eating disorders and domestic violence. In December 2020, when Grace was seven months pregnant with her first child, she was diagnosed with a severe case of COVID. Shortly after giving birth, Grace was put into an induced coma for almost two months and given a 5% chance of survival after she went into cardiac arrest. Thankfully, in March 2021, she woke up and got to meet her baby boy for the first time. Grace rightly describes herself as a survivor, and I'm looking forward to hearing about what this experience has taught her about how she wants to live her life. Welcome to the Stompcast, first of all. Thank you for, for, for joining me. And pretty cool, we're both at uh, Insanity as well. Yes. So part of the, we're both starting a new chapter. I we think, are. At the start. Mm-hmm. Um, how's, mm-hmm. how's that going? So I've literally just signed with Insanity. I was with Gleam previously. Mm. And Gleam were with me through the last crazy mm few years Mm. um, and kind of helped me navigate life and work after my coma, Mm. after COVID, after dying, after children um, and then just like a natural progression I guess Mm. just to kind of like move on, new energy. I think there's naturally different paths in life and I think part of the joy of life is that that there are times that you're with people and you move on. I mean, I was at the found before. I have great, uh, brilliant things to say about the found. And then there's times that something fresh is needed for, for, for yeah. people. So, so that, you know, that is an important part of life. I mean, look, I, I prefaced at the start of the introductions, you know, just a real overview of, of the, your experience, alluded to your experience, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, during COVID. And I just wonder, I think, you know, in your experience, it's, it's always best for you to kind of tell your story. And I just wondered if you could kind of share with us kind of what happened. Because I think interestingly, everyone has their own story of COVID. And mm. some people have actually positive, I know there's a weird thing to say, oh, experience okay. at that time. Other people have had very difficult experiences. But I think your story really brings home how hard a time that was for some people and the stuff that people actually really went through yeah so could you share with us you know your story I also think that my story is like a bit of both Mm. so I fell pregnant in 2020 and then I think it was May Mm. and then December 2020 couldn't breathe obviously the world was going through Covid Mm. pandemic December 2020 I couldn't breathe um obviously pregnant and I was like 30 two weeks Mm -hmm. 
so you can't you can't breathe that great anyway because mm. you're massive but knew something wasn't quite right went to hospital got admitted had covid and that is all really i can remember but um i was on oxygen and i said to the nurses i think my baby needs to come out i just had this feeling mm. They listened to me. They did a C-section on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, moved to the ICU. Boxing Day, I consented to a coma um, because I couldn't breathe. My lungs were just working way too hard. So this was an induced coma that was... Yeah. So um, they kind of spoke to you and said, we feel that this is what you need right now. Yeah. And that was the decision made. Yeah. I have no memory of that, but I do... Know that I consented, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, So during the two, three months I was Mm. sedated, I was intubated, so the tube Mm. like down my throat. Mm -hmm. Um, I then, there's not really a reason as to why, they don't really know, but I was just getting infection Mm -hmm. after infection, fever. And this is while you were under this time? Yep. Okay. Um, ventilator was needing to go higher mm. with the oxygen. Mm. Um, so they basically said her organs are failing. Mm. I was put on dialysis. Mm. They did multiple scans. I had a clot in my lung. And they said, she's not going to make it. She's got a 5% chance of living, surviving. Gotcha. Um and then my stats mm. got a little bit better mm-hmm. um, and then went down again. And then Jan 18th, 21, I went into cardiac arrest. So your heart stopped? Yeah, for five minutes. Had a team of 10 working on me, um, brought me back, and they thought brain damaged. Her life's going to be forever changed. Started improving with drugs. I was on fentanyl. I was on everything. Mm. Um, Tracheostomy was put in. The tube's like in my neck. Yeah. So a tube rather than down the throat. Well, it is down the throat rather than that. But it's rather than through the mouth, they put it into the neck. Yeah. 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 And that is what saved my life, basically. So Mm. after that, every day... I got better, Mm. my ventilator was lowered, I needed less support, my fever came down. Mm. Um, And then I think the third attempt to wake me up, I woke up Mm. and stayed awake. No brain damage, no lasting effect Mm. um, on my heart Mm. or my lungs. Um, I still am working on like, breathing mm. whilst walking which mm. is think why mm. it's really i don't know meaningful to do this podcast mm. because i couldn't walk for five months um oh. let alone walk and talk so to do this is a challenge for me mm. but i think also important so i woke up i got better mm. i learned to breathe on my own mm. walk talk and then live life again it's you know great honestly grace listening to your story i think you know we've heard very many 
remarkable stories on the Stompcast. I think that is the most profound, remarkable one that I've heard. And I guess in a way, because at that time I was working in A&E in Lewisham. And so I kind of saw people coming in and I pregnant women as well Mm -hmm. with severe COVID. And it makes me wonder because I admitted several, many, whatever way you want to put it, pregnant people to intensive care um, or, or young mothers. And so hearing your story I feel like I don't know it's really it's 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 kind of I'm seeing that from the eyes that I had at, at that mm. time but hearing your personal experience just brings home so much of like that you know that I know it sounds ridiculous but like that's a person that has been yeah. to that family a group yeah. because of course it isn't even just you it's your partner it's your it's your it's your family it's your friends that are all taken on that process on that pretty yeah. horrendous journey yeah it was horrific and I think one one of the most difficult things is just learning who I am again outside of that experience because mm. trauma at that capacity alters your life forever mm. um you know it's been three years since and I'm still feeling the effects of that mm. emotionally spiritually mentally um, and physically. Mm. So it is hard to continue. Sorry, just choked. <laughs> right, I feel like a bug just flew in my mouth. Yeah, did, it, did, it, did, it, did it come out of the rose bushes? Yeah. They're, not, uh, they're not in bloom or anything at the moment. Maybe no. the flies. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, well. it's a rose garden. We're here. Yeah, so this, is, this area is very much in bloom, but of course we're, we're, we're in the midst of winter at the moment. Yes, so we on. are. But, and by the way, just now, as I said at the start, if we need to pause or whatever, we can yeah. take a seat or whatever. You're doing amazingly, but uh, just, just give me a, a nod and things. So, so the effects have been long-lasting, is what you're kind of saying. Then. Yeah. There have been, you, you, you kind of, you, the payback almost of the trauma you have to deal yeah. with in some sense. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but also on the flip side of that is that, you know, I do have a new found gratitude and different perspective on life. And before this all happened, I was very much... You know a career girly mm. and I was all about my my job and my mm. money and kind of very focused on the grind mm. and actually like that all, that probably you know contributed to me getting so unwell so now I really try and remember that life is about me it's not about my work it's about like my relationships mm. and being a mom and you know all those things that make life worth living and really mundane Mm. boring days um and i've kind of stopped chasing the high and i'm trying to be okay with like a boring life because Mm. a boring life is a safe life um so yeah i'm learning to live again it's a really do you know what you've said is so profound because you know to hear from someone who's had an experience like that where I, I mean to use what you said is that you, you died yeah you know we, we, we the heart stopped for a period of time you had resuscitation without that resuscitation you wouldn't be here yeah and to go through that and have that reflection of before and after is fascinating because you know I guess we're in this world where everyone's kind of like yeah productivity and like, how do I get the best at this mm-hmm. and I want to achieve all these things but I guess the question is does how much, not does it matter, I guess, because things, of course, purpose and things matter, but yeah. 
how much does that matter versus enjoying the simple things like having a picnic with your, mm -hmm. with your family or the joy of, you know, being with your children while they're playing with their first toys and all those kind of things. Like, does, has that really changed? Like, do you feel, is it that profound yeah. shift where you look at things differently? It is. It's hard because like, there's still that person in me that, like, wants a really successful career and wants to, you know, climb the ladder mm. um, and do things and... There's always going to be that kind of woman in mm. me, but... Which you wouldn't want to lose, either. Yeah. You wouldn't want to lose that. But nobody mm. on their deathbed says, I wish I worked more. That's so true. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And I hate to say as, as dark and cryptic as it is, I have, you know, I've, I, I, people talk about A&E and think about it's all about saving lives, but also sometimes it's giving people the best possible death. As dark mm. as that is, it is actually holding people's hands at the end of life. That is actually the nature of, uh, of it as well. And um, I think you're right from what I've heard. I think people usually say, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm grateful yeah. for the experiences I've had or the places that I've been. I've never heard them say, I'm so glad that I made it mm -hmm. to be a, this person or this, yeah. thank God that I bought this sports car or these, yeah. that bad <laughs> handbag I had in, in 1982 was bloody lovely. Yeah. You know, and if I had, had died then, I wouldn't have been happy mm. with my life. Really, truly, if I really, really went there, I wouldn't have been happy. Mm. Whereas now... You know, motherhood is so hard. Oh, my God. So <laughs> And you've got two children two now, children. of course. And you're reunited, yes. of course, with your child as well, which, thank you know, like, you know, whether you're spiritual or not, I don't know, no, just pray, yeah. pray to the yeah. heavens and thank, you know, the heavens above that that was, that was the case. And, and, and I guess, you know, you, you also had to come out of that, try and rehabilitate physically, mentally, emotionally, and yeah. like, here, you're a mum. Yeah, and it's been so hard, but it's also like... Oh, but I get to do it. Yeah. I get to actually be here and to see the world through your children's eyes. Yeah. There's nothing like that. 
I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I wonder whether, like, was, did, at the time when you kind of, you've come out of a coma, the rehabilitation journey is, is, is long, coming out of that kind of experience. Yeah. Did having children, being, you know, being a parent now, a mother, mm. was that a part of having purpose as well? Was it like, okay, oh. I need to be, I need to get myself better, I need to be better? Yeah, so I had really intense coma dreams. And in my coma dreams, it was basically a three-month-long nightmare mm. of witnessing things and doing things. And I, you know, I flew to Malaysia and all these wild... You can remember these things? Yeah. Wow. I remember my whole coma. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I saw spiritual beings. I received messages. But the whole month, three-month-long dream was me trying to get back to my child. Mm -hmm. So, who was Cyprus in my dream. And obviously Cyprus, my, yes. my baby boy, is also in this dimension that we were in. I was, mm. you know, lying in hospital bed. So, in my dreams, it was about coming back to him. And then, in real life, I wanted so bad to be able to walk to him. Mm. And it took... Learning to walk again is just a different, it's wild. Mm. And it just, yeah, took everything in me yeah. to try and get out of bed, learn to walk, put one foot in front of the mm. other, because I couldn't go home until I could walk. So... So for people listening, because well, it, it might be strange for someone who's not, say, worked in the hospital in intensive care, or they, they, they think learning to walk again, you could, you could naturally think, well, what do you mean learning okay. to walk again? So what do, you, yeah. what do you mean by that? So when you're in a coma... So to sedate you and put in tubes, you have to relax your body. So they give you medication to relax your body. So your muscles are relaxed. And then obviously you're not moving. So you get weakness. And the longer you're down for, the longer you're just lying down in a bed, the longer the recovery time is. So I was in a bed for a long time. So when I woke up, I was paralyzed. I had to learn how to send the brain signals again to move my arm or, you know, flick my toe or whatever it was. So you forget. Your body just goes into complete rest mode and you forget how to walk. So I had to learn to do that again. I had to have rehab and physio and kind of start using my muscles again. And it's amazing how quickly you forget to walk and then how quickly you remember again. Well, I think, you know, to put it into perspective for people is that when you go into, when you're either induced into a coma or you end up in a coma, say you've had a head injury or whatever, within days you lose muscle mass. Your muscles start wasting away within a few days, hours, See? literally hours. And so you were in a coma, I believe, for about two months. Was that right? Yeah, I was in the ICU for 98 days. So if you imagine that length of time, like not only then are we talking about muscle wasting, but it's kind of the, the kind of brain pathways of like learning those things that we take for granted. It's kind of like, you know, um, you know, if you've if you've kind of learned to ride a bike, whatever, you think, well, that's fine. You've kind of got that that process. Your brain starts creating these pathways, and you follow that. But if you've kind of almost unlearned that, it's almost like you actually have to go and learn to ride the bike again. Yeah, isn't it? You're learning yeah. to do what something. And, and I wonder, like, how do you deal with that in terms of a mentality of impatience? Because you know, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna guess that, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're one of, I'd say, the OG YouTubers, you know, you're very, very <laughs> successful. I think it's pretty obviously incredibly driven. Yeah. I'm guessing it might've been quite frustrating. 
it was frustrating. Were you, were you patient with yourself? Mm, I showed myself a lot of grace and compassion. I was quite surprised mm. at how gentle I was with myself. Mm. But also you did need to have that drive to just try. Mm. Because it is painful learning to stand again, learning to use a toilet. Like you had to learn everything mm. again. Mm. Um, so incredibly frustrating. But also I saw my progress. So when I first sat up in hospital, mm. I was like a newborn baby. Like I, mm. fell, I fell back into the bed. I couldn't even sit up. Um, so I had to learn that again. But then suddenly I could stand mm. and then I could take mm. two steps. So I think I had to learn to be patient. But I also, I think it's within me. I think the grit and the drive... That's just who I am mm. from being a child. And I knew that I had to walk to get home. Mm. And, you know, I didn't eat for four months. I had a feeding tube. Mm. When that came out, I had to learn. Was that through the tummy? A, yeah. So a peg tube. So, um, like, no, yeah. through my nose. Through your nose, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I had to learn um, about food again mm. and what I liked. And, but in rehab, they said, right, food is going to be your energy to walk. Mm. So I was just eating, like, mm. sandwiches mm. all day, every day, mm. just to be able to, like, walk to the toilet. And the toilet, I'm not joking, was probably 10 steps away. But for me, that was a lot. Mm. Um, That's the, I mean, the, the big thing that I think about is that what it takes mentally in those scenarios because the physical part is, is, is there. We can see the, what, you know, we can talk about the physical experience of what it's gone through. Yeah. But like, you can't actually fix it without the man, man, mindset, mm -hmm. can you? What was the thing that gave you that strength? Was it, was it home? Was it the family? What was it that was like, no, I need to push through this. This has to, I have mm. to get through this. Getting home, normality, mm. not having to have tubes in me and you know, I had a catheter, I had everything you could possibly mm. imagine. Um, and just to feel like me again. But mm. it, there was, I couldn't pinpoint the exact reason, but it sort of felt like I had no other choice. You know, people always say, oh, you're so strong. It's like, no, I, I had no other choice but to mm. be strong. Mm. There wasn't another option for me. Mm. So I just had to get on with it, listen to my team, my physios, and just get home because my baby mm. boy needed me like he's he's almost three now mm. you know at the time he was fresh out of the NICU mm. and NICU being the neonatal intensive care yeah and he yeah. needed his mum um and I wasn't going to die and mm. I wasn't going to crumble in hospital mm. bed I was going to get out and be the mum that he he needed and I think that I'm doing that. You're doing an unbelievable job and, and if I'm right in saying once you awoke you tweeted or it's not X any is it X now? Oh, it's yeah. not tweet but you, you kind of tweeted to be like what did you say? I said I'm awake but no joke that took me about three hours to type because my fingers was, were not moving the way sure. I needed them to. I love that that you're just like I'm here. Yeah, because you know what? For, you know, here. for weeks, yeah. I was like spying on people on Twitter. Yeah. I was like scrolling through um, and I thought, oh, 
people might think that I feel like half dead. I'm not. I'm alive. So I thought, let me just um, send a I'm quick back. tweet. Yeah. And I love Twitter. Yeah. So um, I love yeah, that. I, 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 that tick, I, that, I don't know why it tickled me. I love that. You just like, I'm awake, guys. I'm here. I'm awake. I haven't, I haven't perished. And I'm here. A nurse actually said, like, try and do some things hmm. that are normal. So, um, did you set up your camera? Did you get yeah. the camera out? Right, <laughs> guys, welcome back to the channel. I know, Boom. <laughs> um, a nurse brought me into magazines and essential oils, mm. and yeah, she encouraged me to like, go on social media. There's things happening in the world that you should be, you know, a part of. Mm. But, you know, you're, you haven't died, you're still here. Mm. Um, but it was kind of nice to wake up, and then, as I say, don't worry, Grace, everyone's in lockdown because I mm. thought the world's gone back to normal mm. Mm. and I'm just here mm. but no it was it was kind of mm. nice to wake up to feel like time had passed mm. but not so much that I didn't matter anymore there's mm. like a weird feeling of everyone just carrying on and I'm just not I kind of do in some sense I kind of think of that a little bit and uh, it's kind of like that thing of like you almost like you might one could feel that something that someone hit pause and everything is carrying on and you're in pause. Yeah. I kind of, it, 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 there, there must be some sense of that, I guess. But yeah, in the grand scheme of things, also you realise that life doesn't actually change that mm -hmm. much. That you kind of, that, I don't know, it's, a, it's an interesting point. Anyway, we'll come to the end of part one there. And as we start okay. part two, I'd really like to hear about, a bit more about maybe the moments you remember of actually waking. Waking up. And also, I wonder whether you can remember of anything, and this is, this question may or may not want to talk about, but when your heart stopped, was yeah. there anything within your dreams that triggered that? So we'll pick yeah. that up now in, in okay. part two. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining. I have no doubt that you agree with me that this has been a profound conversation so far. I'll see you all in part two. <laughs>